Today we are doing chapter 7 of the Halachis of Tefillin Mezuz and Sefer Torah, which basically is about the requirement of each person to write a Sefer Torah. There are 16 sections or Halachis in this chapter. The first Halacha states that it's a mitzvah for each person to write a Sefer Torah, and that's true even if they have a Sefer Torah that was given to them. However, if anyone checks even a single letter of a Sefer Torah, it's as if he wrote a Sefer Torah. The second Halacha states that a king is required to write another Sefer Torah, even if he already has one that he wrote as a commoner. The third halacha states that if a king did not have a Sefer Torah when he was a commoner, now he needs to write two. One of the king's Sefer Torah he must keep with him at all times. Halacha 4 discusses some of the requirements of the writing of a Sefer Torah. One of them is that it has to be written on lined parchment. It must be written very carefully and attractively. There must be the size of a small letter between each word and a hair's breadth of space between each letter. And each column should have roughly the space of 33 letters. Halacha 5 deals with what happens if you're at the end of a line when writing and there's not enough room. One should not make the letters smaller in order to fit. And while it is acceptable to write three letters within the column and then two in the margin, it is not acceptable to write two in the column and three in the margin. That should be written on the next line instead. Halacha 6 states that if you have to write a two-letter word at the end of the line, you should not write that within the margins. Rather, you should start a new line. Similarly, if you have to write a ten-letter word, and you're starting in the middle of the line, there's not going to be enough space. As long as half of the word is within the column and only half of it extends into the margin, that's okay. Um, otherwise, one can begin a new line. Halacha 7 states at the end of every Sefer of the Torah, in other words, between Bracious and Shmois and so on, four lines should be left blank, and then the next book should be started on the following line. At the end of the Torah, the words Le'ene Kol Yisrael, which are the last words in the Torah, should be in the middle of the line at the bottom of a column. Halacha 8 discusses irregularly shaped letters, whether they're oversized, or whether they're small, or whether they have abnormal shapes like a pay that's bent over, um, or letters that are specifically crooked based on tradition. These traditions should be followed. A cipher also needs to make sure that they do the crowns correctly on top of different letters. Some of them have one crown, some have as many as seven. Each of the crown is shaped like a zion, and they should be very thin, like a hair. Halacha 9 clarifies which of these last things that we just discussed is absolutely mandatory and which is simply to make the Torah in the most beautiful and best way possible. What is mandatory is that the letters not be touching one another, that no letters are left out, that no letters are added, that the shapes of the letters are correct, and the cipher must be very careful about the psuchas and the stumas. As mentioned in a previous lesson, a psucha is when there's a gap at the end of the line, and then there's a new line, and astuma is when there's a gap in the middle of the line, and then the line continues after the gap. Halacha 10 discusses some traditions that have been passed down and therefore should be followed. For example, the number of lines in each column should be no more than 60 and no less than 48, and it discusses the specific formatting of the sections before Shiras Yam and the Shiras Hazinu. Halacha 11 once again points out that all of these things are the most perfect way of making a safer Torah but they don't invalidate a Sefer Torah. What invalidates a Sefer Torah is missing letters or extra letters. The psuchas and the stumas must be done correctly. And those sections of the Torah that are written like a song, like Shiras Ayam or Hazinu, they must be written like a song, not just in regular lines, and no other part of the Torah that is not a song may be written like a song. Halacha 12 states that a Torah scroll should be corrected quickly and not be left uncorrected for longer than 30 days, and this is provided that the number of errors in any given column is no more than three. If there's four, it should be buried in a Geniza. Halacha 13 clarifies that even this is only the case 
when the problem with the Sefer Torah is that there are not enough letters. However, if there are too many letters in a given word, that's easy enough to fix, and so therefore, even if there are a number of errors, those can all be corrected. Halacha 14 states that while it's permissible to write the books individually, in other words, Bracius in one Sefer, Shmais in one Sefer, etc., these are not Sefer Torah, and they don't have the Kedusha of a Sefer Torah. Halacha 15 states that it is also acceptable to write not only a Torah, but also the Nevi'im and Ksuvim in a single scroll. There should be a separation between each book, and they should be written in order. Here is the order. Yeshua, Shaftim, Shmuel, Melachim, Yirmiya, Yechezkel, Yeshaya, and Treyasar. Those are the Nevi'im. And the order of the Ksuvim are Rus, Tehillim, Iyav, Mishle, Kehelas, Shir Shirim, Kinnis, Daniel, Megillah, and Yamin. By the way, Kinnis is also referred to as Echa, or Lamentations. Finally, Halacha 16. Even if one is not writing a Sefer Torah, if they're simply writing on paper, if they're writing any more than three words, there should be lines on the paper. And finally, a scroll that contains Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim, like we discussed before in the previous Halacha, is not a Sefer Torah, and therefore does not have the Kedusha of a Sefer Torah.